1: Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom, to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here as always with nine-year NFL veteran and KC Chiefs Super Bowl champion Jeff Allen. And we're here to bring you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Finally back on track, Go into Philly, get that win, get Coach Reed's 100. We're back to two and two. We're on the up and up now. We're getting out of that hole. Lots of stuff to talk about. Looking forward to a really big game this week. But before we get into it, Jeff, our sponsor, Cookie Society Cookies. We are into October now. What's remind me again? We got pumpkin spice. Oh yeah,
2: pumpkin spice is on the menu. We have a um, like a Reese's Pieces cookie. Man, we have a um, frosted oatmeal again. We have our banana pudding, which is our signature cookie. Salted caramel cookies and cream. Man, we have a Twix cookie this month. Which is has a homemade shortbread on the bottom of it. Like it's it's getting out of control, Mike.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Jeff, that sounds so good. If you want to get ready for the fall, I'm telling you, there's no better way than to get some of those cookies. I gotta try the pumpkin spice ones. In fact, when we get done, I'm gonna even write it down. I gotta put it in an uh, order for those pumpkin quick, spice ones. Quick buttons. note, I am a big pumpkin. Well, by the time player. this airs,
2: we'll be restocked. We restock yeah. every Wednesday at five PM Central Standard Time. Perfect. I mean, we usually sell out by Sunday, so. All so right, so we'll in to... by then, you are gonna have to wait till the next Wednesday.
1: Oh, that's great! Cookie Society Cookie, make sure to check that out. And thank you, as always, to our sponsor. We're really excited about uh having uh Jeff and, and Cookie Society on board, so uh, make sure to go check them out. All right, Jeff, let's get into it. We got the win, man. It felt like this, this Andy Reid's 100th win, it felt like it was cursed. It was like we're never gonna get over this hump, but finally got it and and talk about poetic what a great place to get it in exactly. philly you know where all this started 100 wins with two different teams i mean it's just amazing to think about and so i know you're you as i are incredibly help, uh, uh, happy for coach reed but let's talk about the game so tell me about the offense i i you know we could talk i feel like there isn't going to be too many times you and i come in, on here and say man if the offense was just playing yeah. but <laughs> fill me in man what'd you see
2: I think they they did what they've been doing all year, except they didn't turn the ball over. Um, right, and that's right. the difference. I, I think we had one turnover, um, but as long as we're not turning it over three or four times, we're, we're going to probably win every game. Especially with you know some of the numbers that these skill guys are putting up. I mean, Tyreek almost went for two hundred and three touchdowns. I mean, Travis wasn't too involved, but Clyde had a really great day, Right and Patrick was being Patrick. So. Um, I think that was encouraging to see, but I think the stars of the day was the offensive line, particularly uh-huh. the interior of the offensive line with Thune, um, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Those guys dominated some really good interior defensive linemen with Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, and th- they made them look like regular, <laughs> regular human beings, which isn't a normal thing. Those are really great interior uh, run defenders and pass rushers. So. I was really happy to see them dominate that group. They didn't just do their jobs. They they dominated, and it was a really good showing.
1: Yeah, you know what I, I saw from a defensive line perspective? Watching Cox and those guys up front, um, I could tell the way Fletcher was getting off the football that he was not taking trade lightly. I mean, no. he looked almost like a goal line charge every time. I mean, he was bringing everything he had. Um, and, you know, he always plays hard, but this was like he was really given – some effort, and so that that right there says like, wow, already we're into week. This is what week four now, yeah. And you can tell these guys look on film, and they respect Trey. They respect those young guys up front. That's hard to do as a rookie to go out there and gain th- that much respect this early. But boy, I mean, you just see the push every time you you see that push of the front, and they could just you know, if they didn't, have, you know, KC could throw the ball for five hundred yards. If they couldn't do that, they would have no problem run the football mm-hmm. all over teams with that offensive right. line.
2: And, they're so, so well-balanced. I mean, they, yeah. they're they just as effective throwing the ball as they are running the ball, right. which is scary. Um right. They're by far the best offense in the NFL. I know everyone's seeing Arizona, they're doing some really good things. They have a electric quarterback, um, you know, Rams, all these cute offenses, but the Chiefs, they can pound the ball and they can put it in the air. And right. there's no offense that's even close to my opinion. I think as far as balance, at least I think maybe you can throw the Cowboys in there, right. um, but outside of those two, it's usually, you know, tilted one way or the other. Either you're passing the ball really well, not right. efficient in the running game, right. um, but they're, they're elite in both those categories four weeks into the season.
1: Right. It's unbelievable. And then you couple that with Andy Reid and EB's sort of offensive recipe that's just so unique. And and I remember going against it in practice to nine on seven and just being like, wow, these runs are so – different than anything we normally see and as a defender it's terrible to try to game plan for that and every week you're getting new new you know these new flavors in there right you get these new sort of these, these, Andy these Reed some kind of new wrinkles right and it's like you, you you don't have enough practice time to get ready for all that stuff and it's gonna you know it's gonna be different anyway so you couple all of that together you know baby the talent and all the stuff you were talking about with Andy Reid's offense and it's just you know it's just a fun thing to watch uh, what did you think about the pass protection? Because these are we know these are big, strong guys that can get on those double teams, they can get up to the next yeah. level, they're athletic enough. Talk to me about, you know, how, how they look in pass rush.
2: I, I think they did a really good job. I think I think we gave up one sack. And that was just a, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just um overlunging. I think Creed mm-hmm. got out of position, you know, but you know, he's a rookie that happens from time to time. But throughout their entire day, they did a good job of keeping the integrity of their pocket, letting Pat step up. Um, the tackles did a good job of getting guys up the field and running them by. Wasn't too much pressure. I think I can count on two fingers where I saw where Pat really had to get out of there um, right. because of the offensive line. So I mean they're they're really doing a good job. And and I mean, I know that this this is early, but they they are as as advertised. Yeah. Everyone, the hype was around them with all the pieces they put, you know, all the new pieces that he put on the offensive line, the big names. Um, and that necessarily doesn't always work, but it's been, it's been really great so far.
1: You know what I noticed too, that you looked at, I know we looked at it some in the preseason, we saw some of those stunts up front coming through and guys getting loose with some of the movement and different things going on up front. And and we were talking about the beginning of the season, you know, how important it is for an offensive line to gel. Yeah. Right. And this comes with time and everybody being together, getting on the same page, because that's when you see all the movements and stunts and stuff come through is when you have an offensive line that might be good, you know, one on one. But then you start mixing stuff up and they don't communicate well. I I almost tweeted something out and I should have. But what I'm seeing is they're they're really fluid, like as a unit, they're picking things up well as a unit. And that tells me, wow, already in week four with two rookies in key starting positions and, and basically the, t- the, uh, the tackles a rookie too. I
2: mean, he's, yeah, Nain, he's, he's kind of, a first year starter, yeah. first year playing NFL. And right. I, I expect it just like, you know, anybody that knows football expected for the guys to start out slow with it being a new group, yeah. not not saying that they're individually aren't talented. Each guy right. in his own right is a great player, right. but it takes time to come together as an offensive line unit. Really, Yeah. I mean, I, it took us probably like, almost two years before we were comfortable enough to, you know, not have to call out calls to the, you know, to, to one another. Um right. and it looks like they're on that page already four games in, which right. is which is absolutely bonkers. I mean, just to see the the I guess how fluid they are, how they're coming together, they're getting coming off the ball at the same time. They're passing off stunts. Um they're being <laughs> yeah. physical while they're doing it. And they look like they're having a damn good time so yeah i wish i was out there with them like that it looks really fun to be a part of a unit like this
1: yeah and it's funny because i watch them and say boy i'm glad i'm on the couch because i would not want to be going against those guys <laughs> that gives me anxiety watching how bad yeah. they're doing killing, killing these other guys and like i said that was fletcher cox and those guys that's not a light group i mean that's yeah. not a group that is easy to push around and they were moving that line of scrimmage so shout out to those guys i totally agree with you they were the stars of the day you talk about all the passes and hill with all the stuff that he's doing and none of that stuff happens and we saw it last year you know in some key spots when you don't have an offensive line that can get after it um and so congrats to those guys they're doing a great job and uh as a chiefs fan man when you look at all these pieces that are in place on offense uh and now we'll talk about this later on but josh gordon coming onto the scene yeah wow. i mean it's just you know it's almost unfair
2: so we, we talked about the offense and and, and talked about the stars of the offense, which were the offensive line what do you think about the defense this week? Yeah, I I thought they did a I
1: mean, obviously they did a better job. They did yeah. a better job. You know, it's really it's really hard to to judge a point. It, it, the, the time, I'm just so conflicted with what to say. here's here are the positives. I saw guys attacking the football. They caused turnovers. We talked about the importance of turnovers going into last week. Spags talked about it in the um, you know, in his press conference last week. Turnovers for Kansas City. I mean, for any team to win the turnover battle is huge. Yeah. Um, but for Kansas City to get the ball back in Patrick Mahomes and that offense's hands, two, one or two more times—that's usually one or two more touchdowns. Yep. You know, a, a touchdown and a field goal at worst. So turnovers for this defense—if they want to make up for some of the the weaknesses that they have and some of the things that they're working on right now—creating turnovers is huge. And here's one here's one point that I saw it that I remember Chiefs fans getting mad, and, the, and then rightfully so. This was down on uh, – the Eagles were going in, and I believe they ran the football around the outside to the left, and um, Sorensen was there. And he went to try to make the – tackle. I can't remember if it was a short pass or if, so- if, or if it was a run, whatever it was. They were coming around the edge. And Sorensen went to make the tackle, and he missed the tackle, and they mm-hmm. ran in. they ended up calling it back i believe because of a penalty so it didn't it didn't end up counting but the one thing i noticed was one of the reasons it looked like that Sorensen missed the tackle was that he was really trying to attack the football and i saw this in another you know now you got to secure the tackle first i mean any coach is going to tell you that when you're when you you know it's good to go after the football but you got to make sure the guy doesn't you know goes down that's priority number one uh but i could tell he was trying to get that ball and i saw it in other spots too guys pursue not only you know those big defensive linemen pursuing the football, but are trying to attack the football when they when they made you know point of contact. That's incredibly important. So, mm-hmm. I, and I think when I bring that up to say, I bet you they were working on that. It looks yeah. like it, there was a difference between the the weeks before and this week as far as the attention to creating turnovers, and it and it did help. It did it did help. And so, I think moving forward, that can be a real point of emphasis for this defense. Um, yep. to, to again cover up some of those weaknesses is create turnovers i mean that's yeah that's
2: we, did, we did we did create one we just missed it <laughs> didn't now but we didn't we get one though didn't we get a turnover yeah um did we I, I know i remember we we got one that was a fumble that was clearly a fumble that we didn't challenge
1: oh we did get that one yeah But we didn't one. end up get
2: it yeah yeah and i think there was one there was i remember um Hughes got an interception, but he actually right. actually hit the ground. So that, that right. got called back. Well, that I mean,
1: either way, that's sort of the that's the the trajectory they need to go and they need to create turnovers, whether it's interceptions, fumbles. I mean, that's yeah. that's gonna be important. They're gonna
2: get they're gonna get them. I think I do think they did a better job. Yeah. Still a ways to go for sure, but yeah. as long as they, they do enough and the offense doesn't turn the ball over. Um we that's always right. have a chance to win it. Um a yeah. re- really good chance, not just a chance. So um and they'll get better. Right. It's a long year, they'll continue to get better. They did get better from the previous week. So that's all that we could ask them to get that's better right. each and every week. Yeah. We'll fix small things and, and at the end of the year we'll we'll hopefully like the finished product.
1: That's right. That's right. Because you got you gotta see that pro- that that progress every week. Another one last thing before we move on. They made some key third down stop. They made yeah. some big stops in big situations. They didn't make all the stops that they needed to make, but the two or three that they did make where they were able to get off the field and get the ball back to the offense, that's what you, you need that too, especially yeah. late in the game, right? You you needed to get the ball back. You needed to get three and outs. You needed to get, uh, you know, fourth down stops, third down stops, getting off the field. They were able to get that done, not consistently, but enough. Where you know teams yeah, weren't just going down and score. Yeah, definitely and they
2: did in the red zone a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, um, where Philly had to settle for three. So, <sighs> I mean that that helps a ton. Three is way is better than giving up six. So
1: three three against Kansas City might as well be nothing. And yeah, you can't win kick and field goals. You have no. that's why that's why teams go for it so many yep. times on
2: fourth down
1: because you can't win with field goals. I mean, nope. you. Bet. I don't worry about a field goal at all. With no, against that's a
2: that's a win for me in my book. Yeah, uh, that's difference. oh totally. So. totally.
1: That that's a that's that's a third down back to the offense. You know, we're off the field. Like who cares? They got three. Our offense is gonna go put seven, you know, <laughs> quick. So so yeah, improvement on the defensive side of the football. They're gonna have obviously tougher challenges this week, especially uh moving forward, but it's good to see progress. And they did just you know, they did just what they needed to do to win that game, and so Good. That's good. Progress there. Before we move on to our next topic, let me go ahead and read our sponsor, Tickets for Less. If you're looking to score an unbeatable deal on Chiefs tickets, my friends at Tickets for Less have you covered. Locally owned for more than 17 years, ticketsforless.com has the best selection of Chiefs tickets for every game, all without the outrageous taxes or per-ticket fees that you find on other sites. Plus, you can use our exclusive KCSN promos code promo code for tickets for less uh, to save even more use code KCSN21 at checkout to say be big on any Chiefs tickets order at ticketsforless.com that's KCSN21 uh, when you check out check them out ticketsforless.com so let's talk about Andy Reid because I know he really means so much to both of us to get a hundred wins with KC and a uh, hundred wins with two different teams now. Uh It just it, it makes me you know so happy for him. And I I watched this um this sort of highlight thing that they put on Twitter. Kansas City put on Twitter that yeah. just did a screenshot from every one of it. Yeah, I was,
2: I was in that first clip. You could, if you freeze it, yeah. that very first clip. I can see a young Jeff's face. Yeah, of and I was like, man, look at me. I don't have any gray hairs. Gray <laughs> we hair. were good. It was awesome $1. to see, but it just shows you the test of time. Like, I mean, this guy's like fine wine. He gets better with time. Um, he continues to win football games. But not only that, he, like guys just love him and they're having fun. Um, yeah. I mean, they're two and two right now, um, but you can't tell with the way these guys are playing. They, they never, they're never, I guess, bothered. They're always ready to go.
1: Right. Right. I mean, it was, it's, and, and it was really interesting. I got to look at when I'm looking at that film, I, I remember like you, I remember that first game in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yep. we won that game that that first win, and to think, wow, it's already been a hundred. Like he's got a hundred wins. It's crazy. Uh, it's just incredible. And every year, I mean, it just the success that Kansas Kansas City's had. And you know better than anybody where that you know where the organization was at before he got there. Yeah. Um. So just incredible to him. So one thing I want to do, we're going to start this this week. We're going to do our top three segment. So this will be the first one this week. Uh, we'll do a different top three every you know, every week. We'll have a different theme, a different topic. This top three is our favorite Andy Reid moments. So, why, Jim, why don't you start us off and give me one of your favorite Andy Reid moments?
2: I'm gonna start it off first game in Jacksonville. That was the very first time where we had that, you know, that same meeting all together. And you know, we're wrapping it up this night before the game, yeah, and we're we're getting ready to go, go to bed. But right before you go to bed, you have a snack, and um. He says, I got a cheeseburger for you. <laughs> At the end of the schedule, he gives us an itinerary for the next day. He said, before that, I have a cheeseburger for you. And I remember thinking, this is my type of guy right here. That's right. Like, this is a special moment right here. Not only is he prepping us for the game, but he has a cheeseburger for us. Like, this, is, this is great.
1: <laughs> he speaks to the big guys, man. It yeah. was just it was so nice. I I think the same thing when I think about him. I think about this man loves his linemen. Yeah, right. Because you bringing
2: up a cheeseburger, you are talking to your big guys. Because that's yeah, what we're thinking about after I that. Mean, TV. Some of my favorite Andy Reid moments have nothing to do with football; they're, <laughs> they're food related. <laughs> so we connect in that way. So that's that's pretty I, awesome. I remember one game. We got in off the plane,
1: and the the ops people were all running all over the place. And I remember grabbing one and saying, "What what's going on? What's wrong?" And they were saying, "The food that we're supposed to have in Andy Reid's room, we weren't able to get it." And so oh. now, you know, he's gonna be so mad. But we got to get this food. Like, the ice cream. The ice then, cream, why? the dipping dots. I can get, it. get it done,
2: man. Get they said they weren't
1: able to put it in there. Uh, they were so. It was like it was like they had left the equipment back home. I mean, they were panicked, panic yeah. running all over the place. And I was thinking, I was like, I feel bad for you guys, but I'm so happy that's that's our coach. So he's going to eat when he's going to get upset about something is that he doesn't have the right food in his room <laughs> right before the game. Yeah. But a favorite moment of mine. Um, and it really just sort of, again, speaks to how respected Andy Reed is was when I first signed with Kansas city that April of 2013, I think it was April of 2013 and for free agency. And I just spent six years with the jets and I got this, There I got this, play with a lot of really cool people, right? So Rex Ryan is our coach, Darrell Revis is on the team. Uh I, I've talked about Brett Favre was on the team. You know, we had Alan Fanica. We had all the all these stars, Braylon Edwards, Antonio Holmes, the Brickishaw
2: um, Ferguson.
1: Great Brickershaw Ferguson. Yeah. yeah, we had awesome brick is that oh I love DeBrichishaw. Um but you know Jeff, like being in the league for so long, especially as you get older um, you're not really starstruck of other guys or yeah. other coaches or even if even if they're super, you know, all-stars. Uh, there's very few guys that you're like, wow. Uh, and I remember getting signed by Kansas City and coming over in, in April to sign my contract and to meet Coach Reed. And I remember sitting down in the office, in Coach Reed's office, and, and he comes in and sits down. And I'm like, wow, I'm really sitting here with Andy Reed. You know, like this, it was one of those moments where I was just totally struck that that was who I was in the room with. And I think the only other time, you know, obviously as a rookie, when you come in, you have those moments. But after your rookie year, the only other time I felt that was when Brett Favre came into the locker room when I was with the Jets. That was the only other time I could say I was totally blown away that I was in, I'm like, wow, I'm in, you know, I'm in this man's presence. And it was Brett Favre and then Andy Reid in 2013 and just was like, I was afraid to even talk you know and, and here i am seventh year in the nfl been through a, you know a bunch of stuff and signing this contract to come out to kc should have had all the swagger and confidence in the world <laughs> he comes in and i'm just like I'm, i just was like wow i can't yeah. believe i'm sitting next to and talking with andy Reid, uh and so he was a legend then and now you know here we are a decade later and he's continue, like you said just continuing to age well like fine wine so
2: it is same same exact person i think the the greatest attribute about him is he's the same guy every day. He's the same guy. I, I, I had a similar moment with him. It was pre-draft and I had a visit to Philadelphia and he was the head coach there during the time. And I can remember, and I was starstruck by Michael Vick. I got to eat lunch with him. And then I met Jason Peters, who's one of one of the guys I looked up to while I was in college. Yeah, And then I got to go in the office and have a conversation with Coach Reed for about 10 minutes. And I just remember thinking like, wow, this guy's a truly a legend. Yeah. And um, you know, thinking back on that moment, he was that same guy then as he is now. Um right. just a genuine guy um that wants to see everyone succeed. I didn't get drafted by Philly, but he had nothing but positive things for me. And um, you know, that kind of encouraged me as a young guy.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, there's so many good stories, um, and so many things. I mean, we could have episodes just on A Reed. Maybe I'll I'll give one last story, and that was we're going to keep returning to this, but that was another thing that is really such an impactful moment for me was the, you know, we, we were one in five in the 2015 season. And we've talked about that team meeting. Um, but one thing I didn't mention was on the plane ride back from Minnesota, we had just lost to the Vikings. We had just gone one in five and Andy Reed, you know, halfway through the plane ride, he comes through and he says hi to every guy, you know, every player on the plane as we're heading home. And that's always a really tough time you know especially you know after a loss like that Definitely. especially after a one in five loss when you're wondering what the season's going to be about and you know you i see him come through and he's still got that smile on his face and he's checking in with everybody and he's patting guys and he's in, and he you know he, he walks by me he gives you a pound back say how you doing good good he's like we're gonna get it right we're gonna get it right and it wasn't like this superficial sort of these are just the right words to say right now or this is what i have to say. It was it was such a subtle thing, but it was very much like, oh, yeah, no, I believe you like I believe yeah. you. I know you believe what you're saying and I believe you like I, I know we're going to get it right. It's true. Um, and, and it, you know, and then we talked about the story about how it went from there. But that was one moment where I, I still remember so vividly sitting on that plane uh, and just being heartbroken about everything. And him coming by, tap me on the back and say, hey, we got it. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. Uh, He's just a guy from the beginning that you buy in and trust, uh, and when he says something, you you're like, yeah, no, I believe it, I believe yeah. it. If he has a rule or he has something he wants done or we, he wants practice fixed, or he, he's not a guy you. He, it's very rare that you're going to say, I don't think he knows what's going on right now, no. or I don't really believe what he's saying right now. You you're never going to say that on Andy Reid, uh, which is not the case with with you know many other people in the NFL, especially coaches. Um, so, yeah, so that was really a, a special moment. And I would imagine from this time, you know, from that time forward, he's had a number of times like that, uh, and which, again, just speaks to how uh, all the different ingredients that make this team great. Right. The recipe that is the Kansas City Chiefs. One of them is just the leadership of Andy Reid. And that's a that's a big part of it. You can have all the all stars in the world and we've talked about it. I can't tell you how many times Dallas has had, you know, 22 Pro Bowlers and they've gone, you know, eight and eight. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you need to have a philosophy. You need to have leadership, uh, and you know, it has to come from the top. And and just with Andy Reid in place, man, there's is, you is—you know—can't see. you will never have to worry about that element of
2: it. Never. It culture, culture is unmatched. Um, unmatched. You know, everyone has jobs to do. It, it is a job for us. It is our—you know—our livelihood. And with jobs, sometimes you don't want to do it. Right. Some people have days they wake up and you know don't want to go to work. But I can truly say that while well, Coach Reid was there, at least that damn near every single day I wanted to go to work. That's right. Uh, And that's that's something that, you know, it's hard to do in the NFL.
1: So now we're finally on the up and up. Now we have a big test this week. Yeah. Buffalo's Buffalo's been looking really good. Allen's looking great at quarterback. Uh, You know, they have a stingy defense a lot. You know, now you look at their schedule, they haven't played the teams really that Kansas City's played. Yeah, But this is obviously a, a much better team than Philly. Coming into Kansas City Sunday night, and so what? Any sort of thoughts or, or off of the head? I know, mean, I know, we're not breaking down the game, but
2: yeah, how I, do you I, see
1: uh, Buffalo so far this year?
2: The way I talked about the Kansas City Chiefs' offense earlier, about them being by far the best offense, mm-hmm. um, I think, and, and with the balance, at least, yeah. I think you can say kind of the same about Buffalo. Yeah, I'm um, a quarter way through the season about their team. I mean, they yeah. they have a great offense have a great defense and they play well on special teams they're 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 playing some really good football granted they haven't really played anyone yet this this is the biggest match of the year for them yeah um i guess historically talking about the last two years with buffalo they've been a good football team so i'm not expecting for them you know to come out and lay an egg they're going to come out and play well but i think no one beats the chiefs but the chiefs as long as as long as we do what we're supposed to do um it should be a win um, right. This roster is actually better now than it was last year, um, right. and they beat them in the playoffs. So, as long as the Chiefs do what they're supposed to, it should be a win. But that's why you play the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you look at who Buffalo's played so far. They lost to the Steelers in the opening game. Yeah. But then they beat the Dolphins thirty-five to nothing. They Texans. beat Washington. Yeah, they Washington beat
2: Washington. And it's not. It hasn't yeah. like those three weeks. I, I guess I'm. I'm but. It's tough to shut an NFL team out. And, twice. And they, they've done yeah. it twice, and they've, they've, they're they've scoring a ton of points. Yeah. I don't know who the opponent is. Um, they're beating who they're supposed to beat, but they're beating them down. Right. You know, right. Which is impressive. So they're dominating right now. Um, but it should be a totally different story coming into Arrowhead Sunday night versus the Kansas City Chiefs. They're probably going to wear all red. The crowd's going to be pumped up. Like It's, it's going to be oh. a different type of environment. I expect a good game.
1: Oh, there's nothing to match that. Yeah, you're going into arrowhead Sunday night. Oh my goodness, that's good that's gonna be a lot of fun. I wish I could be there for that one. I mean, this is just that that's an incredible uh, opportunity for this team to get out and beat a good team and continue to head on that up and up trajectory that we were talking about. But yeah, I mean they're to, to shut out two teams, right two teams this year to hold them to zero points. yeah uh, I don't care. What team it is that you know I've played some really bad teams that we haven't held to zero points so to do that twice you know Kansas City gonna have to you know they'll have a good game plan they'll they'll have and we have Josh Gordon now in the lineup so one thing we talked about last week was how teams sort of have not figured out obviously haven't figured out but there are ways to slow things down a little bit when you just have to worry about Kelson Hill not just have to worry about them but when you can, when you can really focus on them, and there isn't this third this third target that's in that sort of talent level as they are, um, you can slow thing. You can slow Kansas City yeah. down a little bit. Now, Josh Josh Gordon gets elevated to the fifty three man roster. Um, now you have a guy who has the potential to do that, and you see what he was able to do last year on a short amount of you know short amount of time. I mean, he's a really good football player. Yeah. And so you put him in there there's only so many guys you can double team there's only so much scheme that you can do and so it's going to be interesting to see what from an offensive perspective how do you see Andy Reid integrating him into the program i mean is this going to be like is will he be afraid to highlight him and get him out there and get him no
2: know? no he's no. he's going to play this week yeah um i don't expect him to play many snaps he might play 30 snaps or so mm-hmm. there're going to be specific packages within the game plan for Josh Gordon they're probably going to be called Josh Gordon package or something yeah, like yeah, that that's right yeah. um but he's he's going to get this guy the ball um he's going to he, he knows what he can do he's seen him in practice he's seen enough um and I know they're excited in that building so I fully expect Josh to not only play but make some plays in this short stint um this upcoming week and then as the season progresses um, his role will increase as he learns the playbook because there's a lot to right. learn within the yeah. week offense they're not going to throw too much at them. They're going to like, "Hey, you learn these, you know, five to seven plays. Right, learn right. them well. Know these three packages, and right. that's all we're going to throw at you this week, you know. But later in the year, he's going to be a, f- a full part of the offense. But I'm excited yeah. to see, you know, what they have for him. He's definitely going to get the ball a few times.
1: Yeah, you you could be Albert Einstein. You can't go in there in a week and learn. <laughs> you can't get that whole no, that yeah. whole offense down. Yeah, that just ain't happening. I used to look at that book that you guys and our book was, you know, our defensive game plan under Sutton which that Rex Ryan defense was pretty substantial but I would look at your guys book and be like
2: wow you know
1: (laughs) how'd you even find three ring binders that big you know it was like oh man well yeah I think it's going to be a great game I love it that it's in Kansas City I can't wait to see that atmosphere on Arrowhead
2: before we go though we're quarterway quarter way through the season and so we got to talk about the FC West yeah we got to talk about the FC West and where we are right now I think A lot of people were overreacting, you know, after the the two consecutive losses. Yeah. Um, But we're two and two. Appreciate the Chargers for taking the Raiders down. We're right back in it. Um, Broncos lost this weekend. Um, So it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a finish, a finish, you know, a a photo finish. I think um, the Chargers aren't going anywhere. I think the Raiders are still a good football team, even though they lost. Um, So we just got to continue to win football games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everybody talking about the Broncos. The Broncos played the Giants. The yeah, I'm Jaguars. not worried.
2: I'm not, I'm not worried. I didn't mention them. I'm not worried about the Broncos.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets were their first three games of the season. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Alabama would have been 3-0 and <laughs> uh, with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not worried about Denver. Uh, you know what's so frustrating for my time there? I had to go six years with Tom Brady, Wes Welker, Tom Brady and his, well, Tom Brady's always in his prime, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the AFC East with, with Tom you Brady can. and the New England Patriots, and then I come out to Kansas City and frigging Peyton, Peyton Manning, and, man. and I gotta, it's like, what? Why can't I get like well, I want to be on the team with Mahomes,
2: man? Like why? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm so glad I got to experience that. Oh, um, because again. I was on the wrong end of the stick a lot of times with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, um, yeah. When so you're in those I, leagues, it's, it's like, saying.
1: you know, it's like, we, hey, we got to get the wild card, you know, like we got to get, get the
2: wild card. <laughs> I mean, we with the, the Patriots, win the, they win the East like, what, 18 straight years or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it,
1: was, oh, it's it like, was crazy. Who won it? Buffalo won it last year, right? That was the yeah, first Buffalo, time in
2: forever. Yeah.
1: They should win it again this year too. Um, yeah, no, I know I'm with you. I think, you know, the Raiders are a good team. The Chargers are a really good team. They're, they're going to be the sort of – it's going to be us and them, you know, yeah. towards the end of the season. Uh, the Raiders just – all it's hard. I know they have a good good roster. I know they have a good team. But it just Raiders. seems like every year, every year, they're just like, you're good now, but you're not you're, – you can't pull this off the whole time.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, like you're going to collapse. You're the Raiders. Like, you always collapse, you know?
2: Yeah, it's, I think ultimately it's going to come down to Derek Carr. He's been yeah. playing really good football lately. Yeah, um, they got dominated across all fronts yesterday. Um, yeah, so that 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 wasn't on him. Like he did throw a pick at the end of the game where they were trying to come back and they had momentum, but they just got dominated up front. Um, yeah, and I think they'll look at that film and they'll get better from it. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's the Chiefs division. I know everyone's talking about you know the Chargers and the Raiders are emerging. Right. You gotta go look at the the team that's been to the Super Bowl consecutive years that have hosted the AFC Championship three years in a row. Right. Um, yeah, my money's on them. So
1: Yeah, the team that knows how to get it done in those really important situations, right? All these other teams.
2: Yeah, uh, they're new. I, it's like yeah. the argument with um, when everyone talks about um, I know Travis Kelsey not being the best tight end in the NFL and then there's always a new tight end that they say is the best. It was Gronk it was... It was Kittle. Now they're talking about Waller. But the common denominator, common denominator in all those conversations is it's Kelsey versus someone else. Right. It's the same with the AFC West. It's always, you know, it's this is Chargers year or, you know, the right. Raiders are up and coming. Well, God damn it, it's the Chiefs. They win <laughs> yeah. every year. They yeah. do it every year. They put up the numbers every year. So right. it's just, I mean, I guess it's the same reason I hated New England. Everybody wants someone else to win, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, well, no, that's exactly right. It's finally good to be on that side of the.
2: Yeah. It feels good to be on this side. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that, that, playoff experience, that um, experience winning beaten games. Like we talk about all the talent and all that other stuff, but when you, when you've been there and done that and there, there's no, there's no stage that's too high, right. There's, there's no stage that's too big. Um, that's another, I mean, again, it's just another one of those ingredients that makes this team so great is they have a ton of playoff experience. They have a ton of experience in December, winning big games. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't get too too worried about the first, especially the first quarter. You know, first quarter it's, it's of the
2: season. We got three more quarter. to go. That's I think it. they'll finish strong.
1: You reminded me though. I think today is Kelsey's birthday.
2: Yeah, He's happy called. birthday, Travis. Happy
1: birthday, Travis. <laughs> Travis, greatest tight end in NFL history. What do you mind? give
2: a guy that has the world cookies? <laughs> Cookies, there you
1: go. <laughs> what, what kind are you gonna send them? Did you just surprise them man, with
2: some? I'm gonna surprise him with some really good stuff, man. I might throw some you know, some swag on it, put some oh, yeah, or something in there. You oh, know, that's
1: oh, that's great. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. Thank you again for tuning in to one on one. We'll be back next week recapping the Buffalo game and getting ready, talking all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Go, Chiefs. Thank you, Chiefs Kingdom. We appreciate you.
2: Go Chiefs, beat the Bills.
3: Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid, high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.